Scripture reading this morning will be taken from Proverbs chapter 31, uh, beginning with uh, verse 25 through 31. Chapter 31, 25 through 31. Speaking about the virtues of a godly wife, the writer writes, She is clothed with strength and dignity, and she lasts without fear of the future. When she speaks, her words are wise, and she gives instructions with kindness. She carefully watches everything in her household and suffers nothing from laziness. Her children stand and bless her. Her husband praises her. There are many virtuous and capable women in the world, but you surpass them all. Charm is deceptive and beauty does not last, but the woman who fears the Lord will be greatly praised. Reward her for all she has done. Let her deeds publicly declare her praise. Thank you, Brother Eddie. Good morning, church. We thank each and every one of you for being here today. Again, we do thank all of our mothers. We also do acknowledge that though this is a joyous day for many people uh, across the nation and around the world, we do realize that it's not always a joyous occasion for everyone. Maybe you've lost your mother. Maybe you have an estranged relationship with your mother. Uh, for whatever reason, uh, maybe you haven't have had the opportunity to have children. And so maybe this isn't the best day for you. But we want you to know we appreciate you. We appreciate you for being here. We appreciate you for being a mother to others. We appreciate you for honoring your mother in the way that you live. The late Adrian Rogers once said, Mothers are perhaps the most powerful and influential force on the face of the earth. He went on to say, We are in difficulty in America. And the problem in America is that we are like a ship lost at sea, without a rudder, without a compass, on a dark and stormy night. The anchor is gone. What is the anchor? What holds the home? It is motherhood. And there is a war against motherhood in America. Many of the problems today exist from the homicide of the home that comes from the neglect of motherhood. Someone said the book of Proverbs exalts womanhood and men are urged to have to behave in a way to honor the women. The book closes with a great tribute to the godly, dedicated woman who brings glory to God and joy to her family. Therefore, today, we say thank you to our mothers. We say thank you to God for godly mothers. We give thanks to God for mothers who live their lives like we read in Proverbs 31. Today, we thank God for mothers, because of a few things I want us to notice this morning. We thank God for mothers because mothers are givers. With the help of God and our fathers, our mothers have given us life. Paul wrote in 1 Timothy chapter 2 and verse 15, describing men and women in the church, and he said of women, Nevertheless, she will be saved in childbearing if they continue in faith, love, and holiness with self-control. 
Now this is not an alternate plan of salvation. For we know that salvation is in none other but Jesus Christ. Luke tells us that in Acts chapter 4 about verses 5 through 12. The Bible also teaches that a person repents of sins, confesses faith in Christ, and is born again in baptism into Christ's death. Paul reminds people, reminds us, and reminds his audience, reminds Timothy of the powerful influence of mothers, as well as the gift of childbearing. A preacher that I know of, Paul Shero. He wrote this, I thought was pretty interesting, about mothers and fathers. He says, my father taught me how to preach, but my mother taught me how to pray. My father taught me about church and worship. My mother introduced me to God. My father taught me how to work. My mother taught me how to live. My father taught me how to treat my brother. My mother taught me how to love my brother. My father would say to me, tell your brother you're sorry. My mother would say, kiss your brother. When mothers do it right and continue in faith and holiness, she changes the world by what she gives to her family. And think of all the things that our mothers have given us in our life, washing our clothes, ironing and folding and putting them away, cleaning the house we lived in, often cleaning the rooms that we messed up, putting away our toys that we left out, picking up behind us, prodding us to do better in life and in school, helping us with our homework, making sure we do our homework. Teaching us responsibility by giving us certain chores to do. Advising us about life, work, morals, dating, and so on. Comforting us in times when we were hurt physically or emotionally. Because mothers are givers. Remember Hannah in 1 Samuel chapter 1. Hannah's name actually means gracious or merciful. She was married to a man who loved her, but in that time, uh, she, he had another wife as well. And the Bible calls this wife a rival to Hannah. She was able to bear children, but 1 Samuel tells us that Hannah was not. The rival wife provoked Hannah continually, but Hannah would go to the house of the Lord and pray. Her husband tried to console her and says in 1 Samuel chapter 1 and verse 8, Am I not better to you than ten sons? But Hannah prayed to the Lord and wept bitterly. She made a vow saying, Then, O Lord of hosts, if you will indeed look on the affliction of your maidservant and remember me and not forget your maidservant but would give your maidservant a male child, then I will give to him... Give him to the Lord all the days of his life and no razor shall come upon his head. She was praying so hard, the Bible says, that she appeared to be intoxicated. And Eli, the priest, he thought that she was intoxicated and said, get rid of your wine. And she explained to him, I'm not drunk. I'm just weary in my spirit. And she began praying, pouring out her soul before the Lord. 1 Samuel 1 and verse 15. 
Eli then gave her the blessing in, cha in chapter 1 and verse 17. Go in peace and the God of Israel grant your petition which you have asked of him. The Lord then, we find in verse 20, blessed Hannah with a son, Samuel. And she called his name Samuel because I have asked from, for him from the Lord. Then she did just as she had promised God to do. She gave Samuel. When he was of age, being weaned, she took him to the house of the Lord and she gave him to the Lord. Now, our mothers don't necessarily give us individually to the Lord, but they do declare giving our life to the Lord by the way that they give to us, by the things that they give to us, by the way they train us. And we'll talk more about that in just a minute. Hannah prayed. My heart rejoices, verse, uh, 1 Samuel chapter 2 and verse 1, in the Lord. My, my horn is exalted in the Lord. I smile at my enemies because I rejoice in your salvation. That was her attitude. She was a giving mother. Samuel lived a dedicated life to the Lord. He led God's people, Israel... He was also able to anoint the first two kings of Israel in Saul and David. Because Hannah was a giver. Because mothers are a giver. Givers. Hannah made a difference in the lives of God's people. Thank God for our mothers today because they give so much to us. Mothers, thank you. Thank God for mothers because mothers are also teachers. It has been said that the hand that rocks the cradle rules the world. Much difference has been made in history because of the teaching and the example of mothers. If the hand that rocks the cradle truly rules the world, then the training and instruction of godly mothers if is of greater importance. The Proverbs writer says in Proverbs 1 and verses 8 and 9, My son, hear the instruction of your father and do not forsake the law of your mother. For they will be graceful, a graceful ornament on your head and chains about your neck. You know this proverb, Proverbs 22 and verse 6. Train up a child in the way that he should go and when he is old, he will not depart from it. That's indicating that fathers and mothers train, their, train and teach their young people, their children. And mothers today, we thank God for you because you are teachers. The mother of Proverbs 31 gives her child valuable instructions. Now we do not know much about King Lemuel. But the instruction his mother gave him that we read about here in Proverbs 31 is invaluable. We learn that her son, the life of her son matters to her and the way that her son lives matters to her as well. We see how she vowed him to God. We see, we see that she wants him to Avoid certain types of women. She warns him about strong drink and drunkenness. She encourages him to watch out for the less fortunate and those who are insecure. 
Mothers, your love and your instruction to your children, they matter both while they're young and while they are older. <clears throat> the year was 1997. My mother had been talking to me about the importance of becoming a Christian. Later that year, on Easter, when we had returned home from Nashville for the last of leaders convention, I talked with my mother again about becoming a Christian. I told her I was ready. She called our preacher. And that Sunday night, late even after the service, we went back to the building and I obeyed the gospel and I was baptized into Jesus Christ. All because my mother had been talking to me and encouraging me and influencing me for that most valuable decision. Also, my father is a Christian because of the influence of my mother. Because of the, in, the godly influence of my mother-in-law, Miss Greta became a Christian and wanted to go to Freed Hardeman to marry a young man who wanted to do youth ministry. Because of that influence, I was able to marry a wonderful Christian woman who has always helped me in ministry and has been a godly influence on our children as well. In Deuteronomy chapter 6, beginning in verse 4, the Bible says, Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is one. The children of Israel was, they were to be taught this. They were to memorize this. The Bible goes on to say, You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your strength. And these words which I command you today shall be in your heart. You shall teach them diligently to your children and shall talk of them when you sit in your house, when you walk by the way and when you lie down and when you rise up. You shall bind them as a sign on your hand and they shall be as frontless between your eyes. You shall write them on the doorpost of your house and on your gates. The truths of God's Word need to be the center of center part of our lives and our mothers do that for us. Godly mothers teach us and influence us about God and godly living. Godly mothers have the Word of God implanted, hidden, secure in their heart and they pass it along to their children and others. And for the rest of us, our job is to honor that. To honor what they have taught us. Someone said, Believing mothers have rocked cradles with their own magnificence of trust and truth in Christ, as did Mary, as recorded in Luke chapter 1, beginning in verse 46. Someone else said, Mothers have been God's first line of discipleship down through the ages as God raised up the next generation of church leaders. Mothers, thank you. Mothers, your instruction and your influence on your children and your family, it matters eternally. It matters to God and it matters to your family and it makes a difference in society. Mothers, we thank you today.
And we thank God for mothers because they're givers, because they're teachers, and because mothers are doers. I want you to notice in Proverbs chapter 31, beginning in verse 13. The wise woman that is spoken of in Proverbs, the Bible says beginning in verse 13 of Proverbs chapter 31, she seeks wool and flax and wittily works with her hands. She is like the merchant ships. She brings her food from afar. She also rises while it is yet night and provides food for her household and a portion for her maidservants. She considers a field and buys it. From her profits she plants a vineyard. She girds herself with strength and strengthens her arms. She perceives that her merchandise is good and her lamp does not go out by night. She stretches out her hands to the distaff and her hand, her hand holds the spindle. She extends her hand to the poor. Yes, she reaches out her hands to the needy. She is not afraid of snow for her, uh, for her household, for all her household is clothed with scarlet. She makes tapestry for herself. Her clothing is fine linen and purple. Her husband is known in the gates when she sits among the elders of the land. She makes linen garments and sells them and supplies sashes for the merchants. Godly mothers... They do their part in helping to take care of their families. Godly mothers work so that they can provide food for their family. With her earnings, the Proverb 31 woman uses it to help her family. She does her part to make sure her children are clothed properly. She works to do for her family. Now men, I, I've shared this before, but I want to share it again. Don't make the mistake after if your wife is home with the kids and she's been with the kids all day and you come home and you say, what have you been doing all day? I made that mistake one time. <laughs> and then when I had to stay with the boys, I realized what she was doing all day. Mothers are doers. The mother of Moses worked to make sure he was taken care of. In Exodus chapter 2 verse 2 the Bible says, So the woman conceived and bore a son and when she saw that he was a beautiful child she hid him three months. But when she could no longer hide him she took an ark of bulrushes for him, dabbed it with asphalt and pitch, put the child in it and laid it in the reeds by the river. And we know what happened next. We know that Pharaoh's daughter found this baby. And she asked one of the Hebrew women to come. It happened to be Miriam, Moses' sister. She actually went to Pharaoh and the Bible says that she... There you go. It wasn't advancing for me, guys. Then Pharaoh's daughter said to her, Take this child away and nurse him for me, and I will give you your wages. So the woman took the child and nursed him. And the child grew, and she brought him to Pharaoh's daughter, and he became her son. So she called his name Moses, saying, Because I drew him out of the water. Moses' mother, she did 
for her family. She took care of Moses to make sure one day. She didn't know what would happen. God did. But she did for her family to make sure this child could become what he needed to be for God. And as a result, Moses led God's people. Mothers, what you give to your families are valuable. What you do to teach your families are valuable. What you do for your families are valuable. And today we say, thank you. There's a story about two warring tribes in the Andes. One tribe lived in the lowlands while the other tribe lived in the mountains. The mountain people decided one day to come down to the lowlands and attack the lowlanders. And in their looting and in their plundering, they took one of the babies from the lowlanders. The lowlanders did not know how to climb the mountain. They didn't know any of the trails that the mountain people used. They didn't know where to find the mountain people or how to track them in the steep terrain. So they sent out their best party of fighting men to climb up the mountain to bring the baby home. The men tried first one method and then another. They tried one trail and then another. After several days of effort, they had climbed only, a several, of only several hundred feet. Feeling hopeless and helpless, the lowlander men decided that the cause was lost and they prepared to return to their village. As they were packing things up, they noticed in the distance the baby's mother walking toward them. They realized she was coming down the mountain that they hadn't figured out how to climb. And they saw that she had the baby strapped on her back. How could this be, they thought. One man greeted her and said, We couldn't climb this mountain. How did you do this when we, the strongest and most capable men in the village, couldn't do it? She shrugged her shoulders and said, It wasn't your baby. Mothers, thank you for all that you do for us. For giving to us. For teaching us, especially, yes, about life, but especially about God. And thank you, mothers, for being doers, for working, for setting us an example of how to work and how to do and how to be an example. Maybe, maybe you're here today and you've already purchased a Mother's Day gift. Maybe you're here today and you haven't picked that gift up yet. Walmart's still open. <laughs> Amazon still works. But as I was pondering that question the other day, Greta and I was talking about this and, and we were talking about 
some other things and this thought hit my mind and I asked Greta, I said, what is the greatest gift you could give your mother? Your mind may be wondering about all kinds of things that you could buy at Walmart or at a department store or, or online. But folks, church, the greatest gift that you could give to your mother today is to live an honest and godly life. To make sure your life is in Christ. To make sure you are living by faith. And because of that faith, you want to surrender your life to Jesus Christ. And you either have or will today because of your faith that like for Timothy that had been passed down from his grandmother and his mother and Paul said I'm persuaded in you also that because of that faith you will do like the eunuch did in Acts chapter 8. Say here's water what's keeping me from dying in the death of Jesus Christ to receive the blood of Jesus Christ because of faith in the watery grave of baptism so you too like the eunuch can rise in newness of life going on your way rejoicing honoring God because you are able to honor your mother because what she gave to you what she taught you and what she did for you what an opportunity to honor our mothers today. If you've not done that, our prayer is that you will give your life to Jesus Christ today and honor your mother by honoring God with your life. Maybe it is today, you're here, and maybe you wandered away from the Lord. What a way to honor your mother today by rededicating your life to the Lord. And we stand with you and ready to help you do so. All you need to do, if, you're, if you want to, if it'll help, we can assist you by becoming a Christian or we can assist you by helping you rededicate your life to the Lord by lifting you to the throne of God in prayer. As together we stand and sing.